Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us once again on Health Professional Radio. You know, for the first time ever in the United States, a 40-year-old transgender woman who was on gender-affirming estrogen therapy for 18 years has just had sperm identified and frozen using a, a very specialized technique called ESSM. Well, here to talk about this technique is Dr. Michael Warner. He's a board-certified urologist, medical director, and founder of Mays Men's Sexual and Reproductive Health. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Michael Warner. Thank, thank you so much for taking the time this evening. Thank you for having me. Well, give us a, a brief look into your professional background and then tell us what ESSM is and who it benefits. So I am a urologist. Um, I had endless training. So I undergrad at Harvard Medical School, UCSF, then six years of urology, then a fellowship in male infertility and male sexual dysfunction. And that's all I do is male infertility and male and female sexual dysfunction. And we have a very sophisticated lab called Maze, M-A-Z-E lab, actually named after my kids, Matthew, Adam, Zach, and Evan. And um, we, um, among other things, we do sperm banking. um, And we also do, um, as a urologist who specializes in male infertility, we're often given men who have very, very, very low levels of sperm or have no sperm when they ejaculate. Mm-hmm. And some of these men would actually have very low levels of sperm in the ejaculate, but we wouldn't be able to find that if we just you know, do take a drop and look at it or even spin it down traditionally. So ESSM stands for Extended Sperm Search and Microfreeze, mm-hmm. which is exactly what it really says. Mm-hmm. So the specimen is taken and spun down, but every single drop of it is then looked at. And what makes it different is that if any sperm are found, they are micro-manipulated, just the way they do in an IVF lab to put a sperm into an egg. Mm-hmm. But we, we pluck up the sperm and we put it in a special um, container that then can be frozen and thawed and 90% of them uh, survive the freezing and thaw. So if a man has just very, very few sperm in the ejaculate, we can find them and then those can be used um, either immediately or frozen and then thawed to be injected individually into uh, a woman's eggs that have been retrieved through in vitro fertilization. How does the gender-affirming estrogen, is it a a huge challenge for this procedure, for ESSM? Yeah, so most, yeah, so, well, really what it is is the challenge for sperm production. Mm -hmm. So if you deprive a man of testosterone Mm -hmm. and you give him estrogen, uh, in this case it's a trans woman, but Mm -hmm. still with testes, then that shuts down sperm production. And the, the longer they're on the hormones... The, the more unlikely it will be that there'll be any sperm. So before this procedure that we did, as far as we could tell from the literature, the longest that anyone had been treated uh, with hormones, uh, female hormones, um, uh, and, and testosterone-blocking hormones, and still had sperm was two years. And we found sperm after she had been on the hormones for 18 years, literally the day before she was going to have the testes removed, Mm -hmm. you know, in a gender affirming surgery. Mm -hmm. So it means that any of the trans women um, can at least try to see if we can find sperm in case uh, they do want to be biological parents using their sperm. 
Uh, in this case, the woman is in a relationship uh, with a woman. <laughs> so um, in that case, they can use the, her partner's eggs and her sperm, uh, and they can have a biological child so that's biologically related to both of them. So it's very cool. Are the challenges that are inherently present in IVF exacerbated with ESSM, or are any of the uh, challenges alleviated? How you need to go about conceiving is dependent on uh, the quality and number of the sperm, and then, of course, who's going to be carrying uh, the child. If you have, uh, let's say, what I really stress is that trans women bank their sperm uh, before they begin treatment because at that point they have uh, the same quality of sperm as any uh, cis man would have. Mm -hmm. And then in that case, the sp if there's lots of numbers, then their partners may not even have to undergo in vitro fertilization. There may be enough sperm for them to be processed and injected into the uterus and do a lot of the swimming and fertilization themselves. So the more sperm you have, the less invasive you have to be. So the ideal time, uh, and we do, we actually bank a lot of women as they are starting their transition, um, but the ideal time is to do it then um, when they have really high levels of sperm or may have high levels of sperm. The ESSM uh, is a great technique for finding very few sperm in um, people where we're not expecting to find almost any or at least very few, in that case, the sperm have to be injected individually when there's so few into the eggs uh, and the eggs have to be retrieved from the, the woman's ovaries. Does the literature or the research suggest that this type of procedure or a variation thereof can work with transgender men as well? Um, I'm not sure if their gender-affirming hormone therapy causes the stop of eggs or not, but is that right, something so that is I'm, suggested? Yeah, so I'm not an expert at that. Um, mm -hmm. The thing is that, that taking eggs out from a woman is much more invasive than um, having a man ejaculate into mm, a cup. Okay, okay. So if you're a trans woman, you would have to undergo a lot of hormones and then they would actually have to go in and harvest the eggs, which doesn't mean it shouldn't be done, but it's a whole nother level mm -hmm. of invasiveness. Whereas if we're taking sperm from a trans um, a woman, they're basically just ejaculating into okay. a cup, and we can do that from the, at the very beginning. Okay. Now, obviously, the gender-affirming estrogen therapy you know, for 18 years is one thing, but what about uh, couples who are dealing with severe male infertility? Are there certain causes of that infertility that are more addressed than others? So what I would say is that ESSM was most, you know, is a most often used with uh, cis men who are trying to get their uh, partners pregnant um, who have very, 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 very low levels of sperm in the ejaculate. It's called cryptospermia because it's hidden like in a crypt. Um, and so you have very, and some of those men will have no sperm the day that their partner's eggs are to come back or when you freeze them, you don't find any sperm. And we, if you've ever found a sperm on one of these men in any semen analysis, we have a 100% chance of finding sperm when we do the ESSM. I'm sure that may change at some point, but it's a very, very high number. Um, and so that's really when it's, I think, the most useful. Interestingly, 40% of the men who come in with zeros consistently 
we are finding some sperm on. And the whole advantage is that this prevents the men from having to undergo an invasive procedure called the testicular sperm extraction, where you go in, open up the scrotum, and then mm. actually looking through all of the tissue, because uh, that damages, is obviously more painful, more expensive, yeah. and you know damages the testes. Give us a website where we can learn more about Mays Men's Health and the developments there. Thank you. So it is Mays Men's Health, M-A-Z-E, Men's Health, Com or mazelabs.com. And again, the procedure itself, which was developed in Israel, we just are the only ones to have brought it to America, is called uh, Extended Sperm Search and Microfreeze, or ESSM. Michael, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Michael Warner. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Health Professional Radio.